The spirit of love will continue past St. Valentine's Day this year and blossom into the evening of February the 15th when the Williamsport Symphony Orchestra, under the direction of Gerardo Edelstein, will present an evening of lush, romantic music to stir the heart. With guest violinist James Lyon, the music of Tchaikovsky, Bruch, Ravel and Schumann will fill the auditorium of the Community Arts Centre in Williamsport, making music lovers of us all. I had the chance to speak with Gerardo Edelstein by phone recently about this most loving of concerts. Since this concert falls one day after Valentine's Day, we decided that we will continue the celebration of Valentine's Day. I think that we should express our love every day of the year, not only on Valentine's. So uh, my message to everybody is think about love every day and do something related to it every day. What is important is, you know, how you feel about it and uh, what do you do every day to show love. I think it doesn't matter which time of the year we celebrate love, but this is, you know, a special occasion, and I try to feature all pieces that, you know, have some relationship with love. And guess which one is the first piece in the program? Oh, would it be the Tchaikovsky? Of course. <laughs> you know, how can we do a concert with the subject of love without uh, Tchaikovsky's incredibly beautiful Romeo and Juliet fantasy overture? It's one of my favorites for many reasons. It's, it's one, actually one of the first pieces I conducted as a youth orchestra conductor. And remember the students being so mesmerized by the music, so captivated by the music that it made a huge impression on me and and I'm sure on them as well. So we know Tchaikovsky is, is the composer of the Romantic period. Uh, when we you know, even ask uh, people who are not very familiar with classical music, you ask, you know, just tell me one Romantic composer or one Romantic piece that you like, and Romeo and Juliet will always come first, or very close to first. Besides you know, the, the tragic uh, Shakespeare story that everyone knows, Yesterday we had a, our first rehearsal, and, and basically uh, I started, you know, with, with a joke. And please raise your hand. Who does not know Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet? Well, of course, nobody raised <laughs> their hands. And, and of course, the orchestra, many of the musicians, I would say, 99% of the musicians played it before, and it was delightful. Even though it's a tragic story, you know, there are so many beautiful elements there sweeping melodies, lashing harmonies, and just a great composition to start our program. What else do you have for us on the program for this most romantic of evenings? So um, we are very lucky to have for the first time James Lyon as a, our violin soloist. I've collaborated with James for 21 years now since I came to Penn State University. He's the uh, violin professor there and not only you know a fantastic performer a wonderful teacher many many students who even in the Wulensport area have taken lessons and, and I made a career in studying with James Lyon 
and many of the current members of the orchestra are current or former students of James Lyon. So finally, we can collaborate uh, in Williamsport, and we selected together two pieces that are related to our program. And the first one is the lesser known, and that's the one that people may uh, know less. And it's uh, a romance by Max Bruch. When I say Max Bruch, probably people will recognize his first violin concerto that he's played the most. But it's a very prolific composer, wrote more than 200 pieces and, and uh, pretty much on every genre. This romance, he intended to be his second violin concerto, but later decided just to use it as a, just a piece uh, with one movement that he called romance in three parts, and it's exactly what also we are looking for, like a nice follow to Tchaikovsky, Romeo and Juliet in a most tender way and in, in a more optimistic way, in a more, uh, I would say, uh, rational love. So it's a great piece uh, to start for a soloist, and that will followed with the exactly the opposite, the very contrasting Cigan by Maurice Ravel, a piece that is extremely virtuosic, that the audience will be able to see all kind of pyrotechnics on the violin and, you know, wonder how can he do that? Or they will actually discover sounds that they never heard before from the violin. This piece that was originally written for piano and, and violin and later orchestrated was inspired by a sonata by Bartok that uh, actually Ravel heard live with Bartok at the piano. I guess he was very inspired by the gypsy tunes that that sonata uh, has and, and asked immediately after the concert to the violinist if she could play for him a few gypsy tunes. And that was it. I mean, he, he was so excited about the, the possibility of writing something in that uh, spirit and, yeah, wrote this incredibly exciting, virtuosic, and upbeat, contrasting piece from the book called Tzigan. And then you have Schumann. Yes, Robert Schumann. Schumann uh, was a very special composer, a very special personality, because not only being a great human being and a great composer, he helped so, so much uh, young composers that surrounded him and advanced their careers. Schumann was all, already popular uh, when he started writing in one of the first music newspaper that you know came uh, in the early 19th century and he will always talk about other composers like Chopin, Liszt, Berlioz and will encourage people to attend their concerts and to listen to their music. And in terms of his symphonic music, he did not start writing symphonic music until he met Clara, Clara Wieck, a wonderful composer and pianist that he later married. They were happily married when she actually told Robert, you know, you haven't written anything for orchestra yet. If you want to be a very well-known composer, uh, it's time for you to write a symphony. So Robert took the advice and he came up with this beautiful first uh, symphony inspired by the poem who talks about spring. And of course, spring is related to love, right? To new beginnings and uh, when everything blooms and, and, and if we uh, watch the Fantasia movie 
um, the section where the pastoral symphony, we can see it very clearly there, what happens during spring. <laughs> so it's such an, uh, a beautiful piece that showcases all the different sections of the orchestra. Everything seems so natural for Schumann as he writes these incredibly beautiful melodies. Let's say one of the perfect, uh, you know, early 19th century symphonies. It, it was an immediate success, and, and it's probably one of the most played Schumann symphonies. We all know Tchaikovsky, and we can fit him into a mental timeline of classical music. There are many people who aren't as familiar with Max Bruch, so could you talk about him a little and where he fits in? Sure, yeah. Um, so Max Bruch comes from the German tradition. He lived uh, during the same period as Brahms, so we can say that his music has a lot of inspiration and similarity in some ways of Brahms. Again, he follows the Germanic tradition of Mozart, Beethoven, but I would say mainly Brahms because, you know, he lived during pretty much the same time. I, of course, recommend to listen to more of his pieces. Uh, he actually has three violin concertos, although the number one is uh, that is the most known. But, you know, there are so many chamber music pieces, even some vocal music, that uh, it's worth it to listen to. When you develop a concert and you have a special guest like James Lyon, your violinist, does he choose the piece? Do you choose the piece? How do you work that out? Yes, great question. I may have mentioned earlier in other interviews that we do have at the symphony what we call the Artistic Advisory Committee. And people from, some people from the community, people from the WSO office, the board, musicians, and myself. And since the repertoire is so humongous, <laughs> so many pieces that we could choose from, I make a selection first of pieces that the orchestra has not played recently, or has not played at all. And after making that list, we gather and we start discussing. The, the, the committee is in charge of listening to all the music that I propose, including the concerti. And, you know, there are discussions, there are even, we vote for certain pieces, we rank them. It's a very interesting process, I really like it, because, of course, I know the pieces that the symphony has not played, or, the, or pieces that uh, they would love to, that the orchestra would love to play, and uh, music that the audience may like, but to getting the input directly from our community and, and our musicians, makes me think and revisit sometimes things and that's the way we end up selecting the repertoire and if i know the soloist already that i can discuss those pieces uh, first so then i bring those pieces ahead of time but there have been times that i said oh we we want uh this year the greek piano concerto and so then i go that way around I go to look for the pianist who can play the Greek piano concerto. So, very, very interesting process, but a lot of fun. And just to hear from musicians and non-musicians what they like, what would, what would they like to hear. Of course, since we only have five concerts per season, it's limited the amount of works we can use and we can showcase. So, again, it, it makes it a very interesting process. And I'm wondering if I could do, you know, this is my 12th season with the orchestra, if I could list them all, put them all together and count them and see what we got so far and 
all the other pieces that didn't make the cut yet <laughs> that I would like to perform in the next 12 years or more. <laughs> I'm sure the list is very long, so yeah. you've got to hang around for a very long time, I should imagine. Well, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> and we know that you already knew James Lyon, and I know that you've been wanting to have him as a soloist for some time. So I should imagine that helped a little. You already knew what his capability was and, and what he might be interested in doing. Absolutely. And I have to tell you a secret. After we decided to do these two pieces, he confessed that he never played neither of them, that he taught both pieces you know, to his students, but he never got the chance to play them with an orchestra himself. So he's very excited about this opportunity. And we have worked together a little, and tonight we have the first rehearsal. I know it's going to be a smashing success. How is the Williamsport Symphony Orchestra managing with the ongoing pandemic situation? Has it been very difficult? Are rehearsals very difficult? Yeah, well, it continues being difficult for many reasons. We all wear masks for safety. The winds and brass, you know, lower their masks when they play and they put it back when they don't play. But it's kind of, you know, for all of us have to get used to this awkward situation because never in our life experience something like this. I mean, for a conductor who the facial expressions are so important and the breathing and for the musicians to, to hear that breathing and breathe together, it's very hard to accomplish. So it, it, has, been, it has been hard. And, and of course, we have cases here and there and uh, musicians that had to drop or, you know, they don't feel comfortable of, of uh, performing with a mask. So uh, it definitely has been a challenge. But, you know, we are resilient and we, uh, we love music so much that being back on stage is what matters and making beautiful music is what we all uh, want to do. And we miss so much that uh, we play a few minutes, we forget that we have that mask on. Well, it never occurs to those of us who have never played in an orchestra that, of course, facial expressions are so important. And with half the face gone, it must be very difficult for you. Absolutely. And yeah, that, that's one thing that uh, the audience, unfortunately, don't get to see. But uh, there is a lot of communication, again, with uh, the facial expressions. And it's more difficult, you know, wearing a mask. It also occurs to me that, you know, you only have a limited time in an evening how difficult it must be to choose pieces that will not only work well together, but you can fit into a certain amount of time. Uh, yes, exactly. I mean, we only have two and a half hours per rehearsal. We uh, have four rehearsals total, being the fourth one, the dress rehearsal, and then the concert. And we have to put all the works together and of course the musicians get uh, the music ahead of time but uh, only four chances when all of us are in the same room rehearsing and, and making it work the way the, the composers have thought and, and that's one of the major accomplishments that one conductor could feel is when you start from scratch you start from the first rehearsal when the first readings are always a little rough and after you know rehearsal and rehearsal the piece, it's finally coming together and sounding the way it's supposed to sound. Which means, of course, that the Williamsport Symphony Orchestra, the players are already, they know what they're doing. They're already accomplished musicians. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, and the majority have music careers. Some of them, it's possible they have played some of this music, they come prepared. And my job is to put everything together and give my ideas, my interpretation of things, and making sure that we keep everybody together. With a little bit of inspiration, we make it sound the way the composer was dreaming about the composer's ideas. Maestro Gerardo Edelstein speaking to me by phone about the upcoming concert for the Williamsport Symphony Orchestra. The concert, entitled Love and Romance, will feature guest violinist James Lyon and the music of Schumann, Ravel, Bruch and Tchaikovsky. Love and Romance with the Williamsport Symphony Orchestra under the direction of Gerardo Edelstein will take place at the Community Arts Centre in Williamsport on Tuesday, February the 15th. The concert will begin at 7.30 p.m. The Community Arts Centre reminds us that masks are required for all performances. To get your tickets for the February 15th concert, visit caclive.com or call the Community Arts Centre box office at 570-326-2424. Many thanks to Gerardo Edelstein. And to you, WVIA's Fiona Powell.